If you're snacking on anything but tasty cake, you're making a huge Miss Cake. A fistful of chocolate-covered raisins? Miss Cake. A spoonful of peanut butter? Bigger Miss Cake. Or the worst Miss Cake of all, your kid's Halloween candy, and it's April. If it's not tasty cake, it's a Miss Cake, because nothing satisfies like a perfectly sweet butterscotch crimpet or rich and creamy chocolate peanut butter candy cake. Tasty Cake. Accept no substitute. Hey, everybody, and welcome to the Billboard.com Pop Shop Podcast. My name is Keith Caulfield, and I am the co-director of Charts at Billboard, coming to you from London this week. Ooh. And joining me, as always, ooh, holding down the Pop Shop Fort in L.A. is Billboard's Deputy Editor Digital, Katie Atkinson. Hi, Katie. Oh, hey, Keith. How are you? I'm great. I mean, I'm sad that you're not here, but, you know, otherwise things are good. Otherwise, did you have a nice weekend? Oh, absolutely. Threw a baby shower for my friend. I think I saw that on Instagram. Oh, yeah. yes. Of course. It was always got to do it for the gram. I was concerned maybe you were having another baby and I just didn't know about you it. You know, I worried that people might think that. So I was I was trying to make the caption as clear as possible. <laughs> You're like, celebrating a baby. That's not mine. Right, not I was going to say, that is not how you will find out. Don't worry. <laughs> um, well, as always, the Billboard Pop Shop podcast is your one-stop shop for all things pop and babies on Billboard's weekly charts. In addition, you can always count on a lively discussion about the latest pop news, fun chart stats and stories, new music, and guest interviews with music stars and folks from the world of pop. Today on the show, we've got news about the passing of the late superstar DJ producer Avicii, uh, news about the Billboard Music Awards, and Ariana Grande's new single and video, No Tears Left to Cry, plus chart news about Jason Aldean, Nicki Minaj, and Beyonce. Plus, I'm very excited about this, we have an interview with Lance Bass. We talked all about NSYNC getting a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame next week and the surprise NSYNC pop-up shop coming to L.A. Plus, because it's time to Earth Day, his decade-long work with the Environmental Media Association. So stick around for all that. Katie is living her best life this week on the Pop Shop. Um, but first, before we get started, if you enjoy the podcast, subscribe to the show on iTunes or your favorite podcast provider so you won't miss an episode. And if you want to explore more podcasts from Billboard, visit billboard.com slash podcasts. So now it's time for some of the biggest headlines over on Billboard.com. And unfortunately, the biggest one is the death of Swedish DJ Avicii, who he was found dead Friday at age 28. Um, his publicist confirmed uh, the news on Friday, or rather she announced the news, which was shocking to everyone, um, saying that he was found dead in Musket, Oman, and that no further statement would be given at the time. Um, Avicii's health issues were known to the public for several years prior to his death, Uh, He suffered from acute pancreatitis, in part due to excessive drinking, and in 2014, he canceled numerous shows in order to recover after having his gallbladder and appendix removed. Eventually, he retired from touring entirely in March 2016. Um, He told The Hollywood Reporter that year, to me, it was something I had to do for my health. The scene was not for me. It was not the shows and not the music. It was always the other stuff surrounding it that never came naturally to me. All the other parts of being an artist. I'm more of an introverted person in general. It was always very hard for me. I took on board too much negative energy. According to early autopsies that were released this weekend, police have ruled out any foul play, but we still do not know the cause of death. Um, 
And, you know, we were we were covering this, um, of course, all weekend. He's a huge Billboard artist. Um, and Keith, maybe you can speak a little bit to his his chart impact. Sorry, chart impact. Um, I mean, yeah, obviously, Avicii's been a star on Billboard's charts for a while now. And, and um, you know, you, you've you've probably heard a number of Avicii songs on the radio over the past few years. And, you know, he's had, um, you know, a, a top 10 or top five hit on the Billboard Hot 100. Um, and he had a top five album uh, with his album True a couple years ago. Um, of course, we're monitoring his uh, sort of the sales and streaming impact of people memorializing him. Um, as they pay tribute to him and listen to his songs and buy his music after his passing. This always happens whenever a significant artist dies. Um, And we reported already that just on Friday, the day of his death, um, the sales of his songs uh, grew 6,000% in the U.S., according to Nielsen Music. It jumped from a very small amount to over 25,000 downloads on Friday. And uh, his streaming uh, numbers were also quite large. He earned like one million in change on Thursday in terms of on-demand streams, both audio and video combined. And then on Friday, he registered 25 million on-demand streams. So um, we'll see all of this chart impact, um, if it has significant chart impact, which it probably will, um, on next week's charts because uh, he uh, passed away on the first day of the tracking week that will be reflected in next week's charts. So um, stay tuned, of course, to Billboard.com throughout the week as we bring you further news about uh, Avicii and his passing. And we should also mention, actually, um, at next month's Billboard Music Awards, he is nominated for Top Dance Electronic Album for his Avicii project he put out last year. Yeah. Um, so let's let's move on to happier news. Um, there's lots of happy news in the in the pop world. Uh, Ariana Grande is officially back with her new single "No Tears Left to Cry," released first thing Friday, along with a music video. The contemplative club banger follows Grande's most recent album, 2016's "Dangerous Woman," and the massive "Dangerous Woman" tour, which was of course interrupted um, in May of last year by a terrorist bombing during her Manchester Arena concert. Um, the song's already had its live debut. Uh, Ariana got on stage with Kygo during his Friday night set at Coachella to perform the song. Um, you know, Keith and I actually spoke about Ariana's new music when we kind of did a wishful thinking for when we were going to get our, um, you know, some pop albums. And it looks like Ariana's is definitely on the horizon. And this song definitely speaks to her experience last year with the tragic bombing. Um, Keith, what do you think about the song and the video? The the video is certainly a stunner. Um, it looks like a whole lot of money was poured into it. <laughs> um, it's it's like um, who is that artist? MC uh, MC uh, Escher, you know? Oh yeah, uh, mm-hmm. yeah with all the notes, different like, perspectives and and angles and things that seem impossible. Yeah, um, and it seemed like it was a, a universe populated by just Ariana mm-hmm. and some dancers. <laughs> um, looked like a very lonely place, um, but it was really it was a, it's a very striking video. I think the song is interesting, where it's it seems like it's sort of like kind of like two totally different songs that are sort of squished together, but it works. Yeah. Um, um, but it's it's very striking, and it's certainly you know a, the the audio and the visual really makes uh, a very you know a strong impact. Uh, what did you think of the song and the video? I love the song, um, and loved hearing it on my radio this morning on the way into work. Um, it is like it's like I said. I think <laughs> I made up the phrase "contemplative club banger," but that seems to be a good fit for me because you know obviously like. It, what happened last year hit her so hard 
that I'm sure that she has felt like she has no tears left to cry anymore. But the the positive message of like, let's pick it up, let's move along, hopefully speaks to any um, family members of the victims or any surviving victims of the bombing. Um, you know, it's it's a really like uplifting message in the face of, you know, terrible grief. So I think she somehow did the impossible of making a song you want to dance to, but also like really like covering you know, what she went through over this past year. So um, I, I think like, m- like crazy kudos to her and I can't wait to hear more of the music. Yeah. So um, I mentioned the Billboard Music Awards a little earlier. Uh, we actually have our first three performers announced for the broadcast and all three are previous Pop Shop podcast guests. I love that. So um, Camila Cabello, who made her solo debut performing at the BBMAs last year, will take the stage again this year, along with two first-time performers, Shawn Mendes and Dua Lipa. Um, You know, these are some of our favorites, obviously. They're people that we went out and pursued and really wanted to talk to for the podcast. So I'm guessing you're excited, Keith? No, I think it's so boring. (laughs) I don't like any of these people. No, it's like super exciting. And they're all great. And I can't wait to see what... Well, I mean, I'm assuming Sean is going to do one of his two new songs. I'm assuming he's going to do um, uh, In My Blood. I, I don't know what Dua's going to do. I mean, she she probably won't do new rules, but then again, sh- maybe she'll do a medley of something. I don't know. And I'm obsessed with uh, her new song with Calvin Harris, One Kiss. Oh, oh my God. It's mm. so good. I think, you know, when you have the Calvin Harris track, you have the IDGAF track, mm-hmm. you have new rules. I mean, there's a lot to pick from, and I think, you know, I would assume that Camila will probably do, um, uh, oh, never be the same again. Yes. Is that right? Never be the uh, same. Just, thank you. I just sort of choked on the name of the Camila Cabello song. <laughs> I love her so much, and then I forget the name of the song. Um, but I'm super stoked uh, to see all three of them. I agree. And, uh, you know, this is just the beginning of the announcements for the BBMAs. Um, Of course, more performers will be announced in the coming weeks. Uh, But be sure to catch Dua, Sean, and Camila on the 2018 Billboard Music Awards when they broadcast live on May 20th at 8 p.m. Eastern on NBC. Yes, it's NBC, not ABC. NBC. (laughs) Um, Well, now let's go over to three of the biggest chart headlines. First up... Jason Aldean's Rearview Town debuts at number one on the Billboard 200 chart, giving the country star his fourth consecutive number one and country music's first number one album of 2018, believe it or not. Uh, Rearview Town starts with 183,000 equivalent album units earned in the week ending April 19th, according to Nielsen Music. And of that sum, 162,000 were in traditional album sales, a sum that was bolstered by sales generated from a concert ticket album redemption offer with his upcoming tour. Uh, Aldine will likely step aside next week as J. Cole is on track to bow atop the list with his new album, K.O.D., according to industry forecasters. But how big will the album be? Pretty big. Uh, I don't have an exact <laughs> forecast quite yet. So stay tuned to Billboard.com for further prognostications. Uh, have you actually listened to the new J. Cole album yet? Um, you know, I haven't. I've only heard the... He released a music video for a song on Friday that I watched that I really liked. But um, obviously, J. Cole has a massive following, so I'm sure that'll be a huge debut. Yeah. Um, well, also on the Billboard 200 this week, we've got Beychella news. Uh, Beyonce's debut at the Coachella Valley Music and Arts Festival on October 
on October 14th, no, April 14th, (laughs) powered big gains for her music sales and streams in the U.S. In fact, three of her albums re-enter the Billboard 200 chart. Lemonade, her self-titled album, and I Am Sasha Fierce. Uh, Further, the combined album and song sales of Beyonce and Destiny's Child, because of course there was a Destiny's Child reunion at Coachella, grew 83% in the week ending April 19th, um, growing from just 25,000 downloads uh, and sales in the previous week to 45,000. So uh, yeah, it's Beyonce, Beychella. And she did it all over again in weekend two, including bringing out J Balvin, uh, for this week's set, so people got a new a new little taste. But she brought out Destiny's Child again, so we'll see if there's a whole new chart impact next week. Different outfits and everything. Same Different set outfits. Same set list, though. I have a feeling it's not going to make much of an impact the second week because yeah. you know the first week, the first show, the first performance on April 14th was actually live streamed, and yes. the second one wasn't. And the first one's the one. The first one gets all the news, and the second one, it's like it's still newsy, but not quite the same. So. We shall see. Anyway, over on the Billboard Hot 100 chart, Drake's Nice For What continues to hold at number one, while the song bumped from the top. Drake's own God's Plan is steady at number two for a second week. After previously spending 11 weeks at number one, pretty sure it was 11. Drake, <laughs> just, are you laughing because of my lack of preparedness? Pretty sure. Uh, I'm like, I'm actually going to check that just to be sure, because now I feel like inadequate that I didn't know. So if that typing you hear is me, oh, it is me. I'm typing. Oh, this is pathetic. Um, hold on. I'm going to get it. Uh, hold I'm almost there. Uh, 11. See, I should have just gone with 11 in the first place. <laughs> just say it with well, confidence. Maybe, maybe we can just edit that out, or maybe we won't. We'll find out. Um, anyway, also in the top 10, Nicki Minaj collects her 16th top 10 hit as Chun-Li zooms from number 92 to number 10 in its first full tracking week of activity. Can so, I potentially put you on the spot right now? Oh, I've got a computer in front of me, so maybe not. Yeah, go ahead. Great. Um, what happened with the other Nicki song, Barbie Tings? Is that still on the Hot 100? Oh, yeah, it is. Um, and it's, I can, let me hold on, let me find it real quick. Um, I'm only wondering because I, I was surprised to see Chun Li is the one that's top 10 because to me, like Barbie Tang's like resonated way more with me. But I guess Chun Li's probably the one that's getting the most play from hip hop stations because it's way more like, you know, pure hip hop, I think. Right. So Chun Li goes 92 to 10. And then trying to find the next Beyonce track. Hold on. I'm fine. Beyonce? Uh, uh, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> you said uh, the Beyonce B and the Barbie. The, <laughs> the, the B and the Barbie made me think of Beyonce. <laughs> and also the fact that I just talked about Beyonce for a few minutes. Uh, Barbie Tings goes 83 to 25. Okay. So not, not quite as big of a leap, but still hanging on. It's doing just fine. It's yeah. doing just fine. And now should it be time for our interview with Lance Bass? Um, or we can just talk about other stuff and then like, keep <laughs> no, you waiting. No, no, let's talk about Lance. Oh, teenage Katie does not know how adult Katie kept it together for this one, honestly. Um, as listeners <laughs> of the show know, NSYNC is my number one boy band. So getting a chance to talk with one fifth of the group during all this renewed NSYNC mania was especially exciting. Um, the reason for our call, as I mentioned at the beginning of the show, was Lance's decade plus work with the Environmental Media Association. We talked just before Earth Day, which was this past Sunday, about helping elementary schoolers 
Packers plant gardens in his hometown and what his fans can do in their own hometowns to help the environment in their lives. And of course, we had to talk all about the upcoming NSYNC Madness, including their Hollywood Walk of Fame star ceremony on Monday and the newly announced NSYNC pop-up shop that includes a capsule collection curated by the guys themselves. So without further ado, let's just get right into our interview with Lance Bass. Hello to Lance Bass and welcome to the Billboard Pop Shop Podcast. Woohoo, how are you? I'm great. Thank you so much for hopping on the phone with me today. Um, we're actually just talking a couple of days before Earth Day, so it's the perfect time to talk about your role as co-chair of the Environmental Media Association's Board of Directors. Um, you've been working with EMA for more than yeah. a decade now, but uh, how did that relationship start? Um, you know, it was such a random thing. Uh, you know, my whole life I've, you know, tried to give back to this planet and, like, really care about it. Uh, you know, as a kid, my, my parents taught me, all about being green. Uh, so it was always instilled in me as a kid. But when I came to L.A., um, I randomly went to a house party that EMA was throwing um, that the Olsen twins invited me to. Oh, wow. <laughs> like, how Hollywood is that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, uh, so I went to this whole party, and, it was, uh, and, and they were hosting it. And I just got to know uh, the organization there, and I fell in love with it. And I fell in love with our president, Debbie Levin. And uh, I've been a huge fan and member since. And one of the initiatives that you've been especially active in is the Green My School program. And you even got to go back to your hometown of Clinton, Mississippi in, in 2016 to help kids plant a garden at your old elementary school. So what was it like to get to go back home for that project? Uh, it was so much fun. That's definitely my favorite program we do at EMA. Um, just because, you know, I, I love working with kids. Um, they're so, I don't know, just innocent and just ready and eager to learn things. And when you get to go into these, these schools, and especially going home to Mississippi, to my old elementary school, and seeing my old teachers, um, to, to see these kids actually get their hands dirty and, and plant you know, uh, their, their own vegetables and fruits and all that, uh, and then when they harvest it, it just really gives them an incredible education about what they're actually putting into their bodies. Um, and, and kids respect it more, and they, they start eating better, and then that passes on to their family, and then their family you know that they're going to create in the future. So uh, it's just a really great pass-it-forward moment. Yeah, and you mentioned um, you know being taught as a kid by your parents to, to go green, and I remember growing up it was always like reduce, reuse, recycle. And so um, you know, what, other, uh, what other things, aside from um, you know, planting these gardens, are, do you think that it's important for, you know, to be in the schools and for kids to know early on? Yeah. Uh, I mean, it really is all about educating yourself on, you know, the, the effects of food and, and what we're actually, you know, eating. Um, because unfortunately, our food industry is, eh, it's basically a scam. Uh, it's so unhealthy. And you have to really understand what you're, you know, what you're putting in your body. So when you get to use your own ingredients that you grew, you know exactly where that's coming from. You know, looking at the GMOs that they use in food. Um, that's all the education that we try to, you know, teach kids um, because it's something that, you know, just as a layman person, you know, uh, just living their life, they're not, those are the things they don't think about. Um, and so it takes people like us and our organization to, you know, remind people of that. And, and it's also about continuously reminding them about it because, you know, out of sight, out of mind, you know, we always go to our favorite, you know, charity event every year and we support it and for a week we're all blasting it out. But then, it disappears and you kind of forget until the next year it happens. So you constantly have to keep reminding people, you know, to, to be more green and care about what you're eating. 
So what are some fa- ways that your fans can kind of get involved with the EMA or ways that they can make, you know, positive choices for the environment in their own lives? Oh, yeah. Well, the easy thing is you can go to our website, which is uh, greenforema.com. Um, tons of great information there, a great uh, way to find out how you can um, donate your time, um, your money, whatever you can, you know, for our organization. You can go and find out there and, uh, yeah, and find out all about our different programs, like the school program we just talked about. And um, the EMA Impact Summit is also coming up in May. I know you spoke at last year's summit. Um, what can you kind of tell us about what about that event and, and its goals? Yeah, well, last year was our first summit, which was so successful and amazing. Um, it was so good that we've decided to um, combine our award show, which has you know, been going on for 20 years and one of our favorite things that we do and our biggest fundraiser. Uh, we've combined the summit and the award show uh, this year, which I think is going to be incredible. But last year was our first summit, and... We had incredible speakers uh, this year. You know, we're having t- even more panels. I'll be on one of the panels uh, with, like, Shailene Woodley and, uh, um, and a bunch of different actors talking about, you know, Green and, uh, like, Jaden Smith and people like that, you know, for, for the younger people out there. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, just really great um, speeches that you can learn a lot more. We also have uh, a great contest we're doing, uh, an innovators contest where we asked um, – you know, people with great imaginations to come up with some great green technology or, or different businesses, uh, and they present them to us kind of like a shark tank in a way, and uh, and then we give them fifty thousand um, dollars to go to the winner to make that dream a reality. That's incredible, and you know, we're talking all about Earth Day, and I feel like. And Sync fans got some earth-shattering news today, so it's pretty perfect <laughs> time to talk about that too. Um, in addition to your upcoming Hollywood Walk of Fame ceremony, there will also be an NSYNC dirty pop-up shop starting April 28th. Um, I'm sure some things are under wraps right now, but what can you tell us about it so far? Yeah, there's you know a lot of announcements coming you know soon, but you know we've we've been planning this for months and. To keep this secret was really hard because, you know, I like to talk, you know, I, I, <laughs> I do my own radio. <laughs> it's hard for me not to talk about things, but uh, I'm so glad we finally, you know, announced it today. But uh, it's going to be really fun. We've always wanted to do um, a, a, a capsule collection together and a clothing line, all five of us. So for the last year, we've been um, we've been putting together a clothing line, which has been so much fun. Um, and getting five guys to agree on, you know, every picture is really <laughs> difficult, but it's been, it's been fun coming up with lots of fun items. Um, and so we decided to do this pop-up shop, uh, where it's, I don't know if you've been to the, the installation places like here in LA called like a happy place. Um, it's just these fun, amazing photo ops. Like we build these great installations and for people that love Instagram, this is where you get all your, you know, your great selfies. Um, and then we'll be, it'll be almost like a museum too. So we're going to have tons of, you know, outfits we've worn from different tours, a lot of memorabilia. And then of course, uh, I'm sure you're going to be running into a few of us at the pop-up shop, but we're not going to tell you exactly when we'll be there. <laughs> yeah. What, I mean, what is that going to be like to be able to uh, see these fans after, you know, you have been out of that world for so long and, and, you know, getting to be with the guys again and getting to see these fans again. Well, it's very exciting because it's very rare that we all get together to do something in sync, you know, related. Um, it's, but this just made sense. You know, it's uh, it's in celebration of our 20th anniversary of our first American album, which I can't believe it's 20 years old. Um, and we wanted to do something special for our fans. You know, they, I mean, we would not be anything without them. And 
you know, we have not made an album since 2002, and our fans have stuck with us the whole entire time, you know, and, and really supporting each of us individually in all that we do. So we wanted to do something special when we got honored with, you know, the star. We knew, we knew we wanted to make this weekend special because tons of fans will be flying in from all over the world. And uh, we want to make sure they have a good time. So, you know, we wanted to give them a lot of things to do and, uh, and just pretend you're a teenager again. <laughs> and I also love the idea of you guys all getting together to come, like, come up with this capsule collection because style was such a big part of the NSYNC days and all the coordinated fashion. So I'm just kind of imagining <laughs> oh, yeah. you guys, like, you know, once again, getting on the same page about, you know, who's going to wear what color, style, et cetera. <laughs> I know, we're already talking about it. Very interesting. Well, at least we don't do the whole like early nineties thing where we wore the exact same outfit. <laughs> um that was a little that was a little crazy. But yeah, we had we had some fashion uh fashion no nos a lot, but you know, we we enjoyed it. Our hairstyles were crazy, but we're gonna bring all that horrible nineties style back. See, yeah, it wasn't a no no at the time. <laughs> at the time you were like yeah, fashion exactly, forward. Yeah. <laughs> Um, <laughs> now I have to figure out if I'm going to put the frosted tips back. Yes. <laughs> oh, my God. Your fans might die if any of you showed up with your retro right. hairstyles, for sure. Um, and you also mentioned the uh, ceremony for your star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. Um, what does that milestone mean to you guys? I'm sure growing up, that's the kind of thing that you saw celebrities doing, and now it's kind of surreal to, to be part of it. Oh, my gosh. It's so surreal. Um, you know, even knowing what we did with, you know, the group and, you know, we had a lot of accolades, but something about the star, like, I still never thought that we would ever get a star. You know, I just, that always, you know, growing up was like the biggest thing, you know, uh, an entertainer could do and right. get. Um, so that it's actually happening is, it's fun. And, and, you know, you look back at what you've done and, um, it's just a great celebration and you get to do it with your friends and family and fans. Uh, it's, it's a really nice button to the NSYNC story. Definitely. And you mentioned it's been 20 years since that American debut, which, like, I can't believe it either. <laughs> but, um, uh, know. you know, you have these fans who've been with you for, you know, two plus decades. Um, you know, I'm sure you hear from them on a daily basis, even though NSYNC is not active at the moment. You know, what are you hearing from them about all of these exciting things coming up? Oh, it's been so much fun. You know, being you know on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter, I mean, it's just really blown up the last two days. Um, with all this excitement of the announcement of the pop-up shop and, you know, everyone getting ready to come here for the star. It's been really fun to read all the comments and, and be able to reply to everyone. And it really does feel like we're, you know, we're back in like the year 2000 and I feel like we're back in, you know, school and getting all excited and it's such an innocent time. And I think especially what's going on with politics and just, it's just such a negative world we live in right now. It's nice to kind of just, uh, you know, think back you know about a, a fun time where it was very innocent and, and i hope at least for these few days that we're having the instinct experience here in la that fans will be able to kind of just you know let go of what's going on in the world and just go back in time and, and just be a teenager for a bit definitely and there will not be enough room on hollywood boulevard i feel like for the ceremony it's gonna be I a know, scene i know it's gonna be like trl, TRL back <laughs> exactly oh i want you guys to be up like uh, in the glass looking over the crowds <laughs> Um, so aside from the EMA and all the NSYNC celebrations, um, you know, you have a lot of other stuff going on too. I know that you are, um, going to be going on this pop 2k tour this summer. Is that correct? I am. I'll be hosting the pop 2k tour. That's, you know, O-Town, Ryan Cabell, Tyler Wilton, Aaron Carter, um, 
which is perfect timing for us, you know, after we're doing this whole, you know, in sync reunion, um, to go on this top two K tour. Yeah, you know, I'm literally living in uh in two thousand one for this whole year. <laughs> I like the nostalgia celebration. It's great. And um and oh, uh, you, I mean, you also have just stayed busy. Like you said, you've been doing radio hosting. You do, you know, lots of different things. What are you currently working on that, that you can talk to fans about? Oh, there's so much going on right Br- now. Bring I it mean, all. Just <laughs> it down. Oh, no. I mean, I have my hands in so much. I'm a, I'm a TV producer and writer, so um, I have a lot of production, um, you know, happening this year. Um, my, my next thing that's about to release is, uh, and perfectly goes within sync, uh, I just finished shooting a documentary on the life and death of Lou Pearlman. Oh, wow. Um, and that's going to be a, yeah, it's, and it was so fascinating because in point, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a documentary filmmaker, and I, it's one of my favorite things that, that I do, and it's my passion. Um, so when this subject came up, I've always wanted to cover Lou, you know, and, and see exactly what his life was like because there were so many things I didn't even know about Lou Pearlman until I started doing this documentary. So, you know, I got Instinct guys, Backstreet Boys, O-Town, you name all the artists that were under Transcontinental and Lou Perlman. They've all come, you know, even Justin's mom, my mother, uh, all different angles of the Lou Perlman story will be told on this documentary. And uh, it should be coming out, you know, in the next couple months on YouTube Red. Wow. And who better to tell that story? And especially yeah. since you can go out to those people and, and they'll say yes to you when you ask for an interview about it. <laughs> um, I wanted to do, you know, the official doc that everyone would trust and, and get the real story out. Because, you know, a lot of people, of course, just want to make a salacious story about everything that happened. But I, I want to I want to tell the true story. And uh, and like I said, I learned so much more than I ever knew. That's amazing. Um, and, you know, here on the, the Pop Shop podcast, of course, we love pop music. And I'm kind of curious, what are some of your favorite um, uh, artists that you're listening to right now? Who are some of your current favorites? Well, so many. You know, music is still my life. So, uh, I mean, I'm so excited Dua Lipa finally broke here in America. Oh, yeah. I think for two years I kept, like, tweeting out, like, when is this going to happen, America? <laughs> Make this happen. Um, so I'm so proud Dua Lipa finally, you know, blew up here. Um, I'm loving the Shadow Boxers. Uh, I think they're the next big, great thing. Um, I still oh Marin Morris is my new favorite country pop star. Um, let's see, Shoshana Bean, if you love, you know, musical and beautiful um, uh, voices. Um, Sean Mendez, I'm really kind of obsessed with. I think oh, yeah. he is just so great and so talented. And I mean, every single song he keeps releasing just gets better and better. So I think he's going to have a very bright future. Um, and then I'm still really obsessed with the Black Panther soundtrack. Oh, yeah. That's just on rotation constantly. I Every time I listen to it, it's like too short, and I play it back immediately. <laughs> right? <laughs> Um, you know, you said music is still your life. Music will always be your life, of course. Um, can we ever expect to maybe hear, uh, you know, I don't know, a solo Lance Bass album or even with all this new NSYNC stuff? Are you guys talking at all about any music together? I'm not, no, we're not talking about music, you know, but they never say never. Who knows what's going to happen in the future? And after this weekend, maybe we'll all get inspired again. Um, but solely, I, mean, I don't think I'll ever do a solo album. I'm just, I've never been interested in that. Um, although I did release uh, a single like three years ago, uh, not in America. America wouldn't play it on radio, unfortunately. But yeah, I had a song called Walking on Air with Snoop Dogg <laughs> and Bella Blue, um, which did very well everywhere else. But uh, yeah, America didn't play it. What's so wrong I with America? 
maybe I should. <laughs> I don't know. I have no idea. But uh, that that told me there. I'm like, okay, maybe maybe America doesn't want me on radio. So oh. let me go focus on TV and film. Well, clearly you're doing plenty there to stay busy for sure. And I, I really appreciate you taking the time to, to talk with us today. Of course. It's very nice to talk to you. And I can't wait to see all the unsent craziness uh, next week. Oh, it's going to be a fun weekend. <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much, Lance. All right. Thank you. Thank you so much to Lance for hopping on the phone with me. I will definitely be popping into that pop-up shop, so hopefully I pick the right time and day so I'll see him there or at least one of his bandmates. So fingers crossed. Wow, do you think Justin will be there too? He, the way he phrased it was that we will all be there at some point. So maybe. Hmm. <laughs> a hard maybe. <laughs> it's a hard, a hard maybe. Um, um, well, now it is time for the chart stat of the week. 20 years ago this month, NSYNC, hey, speaking of NSYNC, mm-hmm. NSYNC got its first of nine top 10 hits on the Pop Songs Airplay chart with I Want You Back. The single, which was first released in 1996 in Germany, uh, made its U.S. chart debut on the Pop Songs Airplay chart dated January 31st, 1998. It reached the top 10 on April 18th of that year and peaked at number seven in May. The uh, quintet charted a total of 12 hits on the Pop Songs chart, with nine of those reaching the top 10, and two of them, Bye 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 and It's Gonna Bye May, reached number (laughs) one. Um, Four years after the group notched its first top 10, they had their final chart hit and last top 10 with Girlfriend featuring Nelly in April of 2002. Hard to believe it was just like basically four years that we had them in America. I know. Um, Katie's like, I know, know. it's so sad. (laughs) Um, Girlfriend hung out on the pop songs chart until July 20th of 2002. And two months later, the group's Justin Timberlake made his solo debut on the list with Like I Love You. Since then, we've yet to get any new music from NSYNC, though the group did reunite for a short performance on the 2013 MTV Video Music Awards and will, of course, regroup, as Katie talked about earlier, on April 30th to receive their star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. So there you have it. 20 years ago this month, NSYNC got its first top 10 hit on the Pop Songs chart with I Want You Back. You're all I ever wanted. Sorry, I'll stop now. (laughs) (laughs) Um, uh, Yeah, I was was actually, when I was researching this, just to be like triple, double sure, um, I looked through their entire discography to make sure that they had like not released anything new since the Celebrity album. And Uh, even those... Nothing. Like... Nothing. Like, even those greatest hits albums that they put out over the past few years, like, they had a bunch of, like, sort of kind of obscure things, but none of that stuff was ever totally unreleased. So it seems like there's nothing sitting in a vault that we have yet to hear unless they're holding it back from us. You know what's craziest, I think, about that chart stat, too, is how quickly the Justin Solo stuff came after NSYNC, you know, wrapped. Yeah. Because I, I feel like, I think of it as there being, like, a... a gap in between those two there like literally is not a gap it just happened it was like all of a sudden it went from NSYNC to Justin sorry everybody else crazy the the Justin train was off and running (laughs) and that was all she wrote yep um well any parting words Katie as we come to the end of the show this is just my favorite show ever that's all (laughs) (laughs) 
Um, well, what song should we go out on, even though I have a pretty good suggestion I mean, if you haven't thought of it already? Obviously, you've already mentioned it. We have to do this. We can say it on, in unison. One, we can go one, two, three. Ready? Okay. One, two, three. Bye, bye, bye. 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 